So this is a Baal Shem Tov Torah brought down by the Toldos Yaakov in Pasha Shlach Lecha. Um, and it says, Belimud, uh, there is Belimud uh, Lishma in learning for the sake of Lishma. Now, when we say Lishma, what do we mean? For no ulterior motive mm-hmm. except for that you are For the sake of learning, no other ulterior motive, right? And mitosha lo lishma right? The Gemara says, that never mind if you have intent or not intent, because start without the intent, and then by doing it, the material itself is so powerful that it will transform your your disinterested motive or your ulterior motive to a motive that is pure by the content learning Torah that has this magical property. Okay, let's see what the Toldos does in the name of the Baal Shem HaKadosh. There are two aspects of learning Torah Lishma. The Nikro Bechino Achad Shelo Lishma. So one Bechina, as we just said, is learning uh, with an ulterior motive, without a pure motive. And one, Shalolishma, is subservient, neged madrego ha'elionomimeno. So there are two hierarchical madregos, two levels, one above the other, both called learning. One is Shelo Lishma, which is obviously lower, and one is Lishma, which is higher. So he started off by arranging them in a hierarchical manner. Now, we've already mentioned before that the Torah is called the Tao, (laughs) the way, the path. The halacha. I don't think he means the way we mean halacha, the final determination. Torah is much more brow, brow, broader and expansive. The way through life. Yes, yes. It's a spiritual roadmap. Halacha is the spiritual roadmap. And now he quotes a citation for this statement based on a Gemara in Brachus. Wait a minute, we just got through saying the Torah is the spiritual roadmap. Now he quotes a Gemara. The Gemara itself is very interesting. It says that after the destruction of the temple, at a point where God and man used to meet regularly, you can't find the Rebbonishalom, the divine, in this world after the destruction, only in the four L's of Halacha, the four cubits of Halacha. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe when he says the Torah is called halakha, he actually means it's that restrictive behavioral, right? Learning of the behavioral aspects of the 630 mitzvahs that the Torah Shabal Peh 
um, and God is to be found only in that discussion, in that shakul in the daladamas of halacha. So there is this profane world out there, this secularized world, and now there is only this sacred space of halacha where God resides. So now, before that, it may be that God was in the whole world or was in the base of Mikdash. He was in geographical space. But Chazal are saying now that geographical space has now become metaphorical space, the metaphorical space of study of Torah. V'hatam shenikra halacha so now he's going to give a tam. What is a tam? A tam is a taste. He's going to take what would appear to be a dry, legalistic frame by which we encounter the divine by divining his will in our daily lives of halacha, and he's now going to spin it by bringing in the Zoya. Can I, this when you said um, the divine, experience the divine, that's like words that are meaningless. What, what does experience the divine yeah, mean? So the, uh, yeah, if I go into that rabbit hole with you, then I, I'll never get through this piece. V'hatam, I will come back to it. V'hatam shenikra halacha omarnu limud. So there are two types of interpretation of the word halacha and he's going to give you uh, two separate one that is rational one that is metaphysical Aleph the first one lekashet hakala shehu otiot halacha he's going to tell you that hakala is a jumble word of halacha, the same letters. This is brought in the Zohar, right? That the halacha actually is hakala. Vayachal Moshe, right? And uh, in the Torah, when Moses had completed the Torah, so then he was, the, Rashi brings the, the, the Medrash, that he was a kala, because it says vayachal. So halacha, hakala, vayachal. Yes, like a bride. So if the halacha is a bride, then studying the halacha is like adorning the bride. So we've taken it out of that rational from the Gemara in Brochus. We have brought it into the Zoyar in which that, don't think for a minute this is about dry, legalistic kind of formulations, but in fact the Torah as represented by the halacha turns out to be the bride of Am Yisrael. And we, as the bridegroom, every time we study it, we are adorning her with adornments, with jewelry. Love. That, well, representation of love. How do I know that you love me? Is you buy me a ring, you buy me a jewelry. It's the manifestation of the love. So I'm putting on my tefillin, and I'm striking in my tzitzis, and I'm doing this. But really what I'm doing is telling you, I love you, I love you, I love you, right? So every mitzvah then becomes a jewelry of love, okay? That's how I look at Kaddish. That's how I now look at Kaddish. Every time I'm saying Kaddish, I mean already six months into it, right? How do I keep that burning uh, pain of loss and mourning? It's by saying, Yiskadal v'yiskadash, I love you, mum, I love you, mum, I love you, mum. Keniska tikunim. So he quotes the tikune zoya, in which hakala and halacha are interchangeable, and that the study of halacha is the adorning of the bridegroom. Bride. 
V'hu b'zoya chadash l'shi ashirim, etc. He's giving us an address. Okay. V'lochein pligi tanoi b'lashon isu uheta. No, we're still in the first. So then why are we arguing? The Tanoim in their arguments about Halakha are actually arguing They're saying, no, you don't put the necklace here, you put it here. You don't put the nose ring here, you put it here. So they're actually arguing the whole Amoira and the whole discourse of Talmudic back and forth and narratology turns out to be an argument in how do I adorn my bride? Let's get it right. Let's get it right. I, I don't like the way you adorned her. You put, a, the, you put the necklace on the wrong place. You put the ring on the wrong finger. That's the argument of the Tanoim. Kach halimud shehu al levushin. Ola tachles olam haba. Ola ezer shehi iyulo ezer toeles. Nikre derech limud So now he's going to say the following. Absolutely dazzling Torah. That he says, this is all to do with levushin. You're not touching the bride. You're not doing anything to her intrinsically. You're just arguing on the head of a pin about where the necklace goes. It's all about levushin. It's all about the clothes. How many angels put on or letachles olam I'm learning because I want to catch my olam haba. Or leiza sibeshi yielo because I'm doing it. I want to be called a rabbi or a rebbe. I want to be called a tamle chacham. So any disinterested learning of Torah is called the derech of malbushin. It has nothing to do with the bride herself. It has only to do with other motivations. See how he's going to tie it in with l'shelolishmo and shelolishmo. Dazzling. Dazzling. V'hine acha kol kishute hakala who toeles shetim sechein, and the whole purpose of this lower level of shelolishmo isn't that you're doing it for an ulterior motive. You're doing it to be makashe the color. But what is it for? Shetim sechein lehit orer hasivuk, that you arouse her through the jewelry, that she becomes aroused in order to respond to you. For the sake of copulation. Well, that's that's not lishma. That's lishma. well, it has to be lishma. You cannot have the uh, final lovemaking without being lishma. Of course not. External lavush in order to get to the second level, which is lishma, which is for her sake, meaning to arouse her. malbushim, and then. She removes her garments. She takes off all the jewelry. She takes off all those ulterior motives. And it becomes a complete personal attachment. What a metaphor. That lishma means flesh to flesh, naked, dibuk, complete attachment. And that's the moshal of the color. Kach, so the nimshal is, yesh limud lishma, belishum toeles vano. This second level, higher order learning of Torah lishma, without any toelet vahano, no purpose, no ulterior motive, no benefit, I'm doing it just for her sake. Le dabek et atzmo beosius ha Torah 
that is the dabek, the devek, the glue, the attachment. What am I doing it? I'm not doing it for any other motive. What does it mean, lishma? For the sake of the letters of Torah and Sefila. Upnimiosov and their insides, the meaning, the deeper essence of what's behind the levushin, which are the oisius of tefillah and Torah. Behind them is the pnimius, which is the meaning. The dabek betoch pnimius at Torah v'atfilah, which is what? Shehu haneshama shel ha-oisius. That is the neshama of the oisius. So the oisius have a goof and they have a neshama. They have a reality, a physical reality, a halachic reality of Masechus Sofrim, how to write a Sefer Torah, how to write the letters, how to do it in the right shape. Then there is the neshama of the Oseus, which is the, the soul of the letters. They have to have soul, meaning by my learning the second order of Torah, I am ensouling it. It is inert. It's a piece of parchment. It's just letters on ink. And the tefillah is just blah, 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 vush, vush. So I have to ensouve them in order to get to that second level, that higher level of the shama. I want to say something radical. Can I say something radical? Let me finish. The nikra soid nashikin, and that's called the mystery of kissing. The mystery of kissing is using my lips. Not just to say, I love you, dear, in a performative way. Oh, I married you 40 years ago, and I still love you, and despite this and that. Right? This is just performative. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, right? But it's the actual kissing that proves the love. Yishokeni minashikas shehashirim, chapter 1, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Right? And the Medrash on Shia Shirim talks about Yishakeni, meaning the kisses of his mouth with Torah Shvalpeh, Torah Shvirsa. Zivuk ha'ma'ula, zivuk ba'peh. Ladabek rucha brucha. Because as you kiss, what happens, there's an exchange of vapors with the beloved. There's an exchange that's going on. You're sucking her and she's sucking you. There's an exchange of these ethers, the neshama b'neshama. Because when God created man, it says, Vayipach ba'ap of Ruach And the Zoya said, it came from the depths of him into soul of man. Soit Hashem Neshikin. Neged Dalet. And so he quotes the Harav Arizal, Tchilo limit halacha bepilpul. Why do I need these two levels? Like everything else in Kabbalah, the fruit is surrounded by the shell meaning anything of spiritual value has to be buried deep so that the clippers, the denizens, the dark side cannot attach itself. So the reason of learning halacha in that first level of the adornments and the levushin is because you don't want the other side to get to her body. You want it protected. So you do the first type of learning to distract and to deflect and to break. Limut halacha bepilpul kedele shaber haklipot in order to break these shells. Uretzon alo mekinoida soit golos hashkina humashe haklipa malbishe sakdusho mechase oiso. So the secret, the mystery of the golos of the shkina is that that color in the in the uh, Galut, the definition of that is she's being clothed with inappropriate adornments because she's in Galut. Inappropriate, don't use that word. Right. 
So then, limut bepilpul is done in order first to break those inappropriate jewels, to break the inappropriate garments. So the Arizal. What does you mean by inappropriate? that she has been dressed in apikorsos, she's been dressed in Bible criticism, she's been dressed in Christianity and Islam and other heretical sects. She has been dressed like that. So therefore the first learning of Pilpul is the Talmudic learning to set that straight, to set what Pharisaic Judaism is teaching us, right? For instance, that love without judgment. Judgment. Right? Love. That's the inappropriate judgment. Love without boundaries ends in genocide, right? The Christian West, the history of Christian Europe is the love without any of the Pharisaic balancing of justice and love. Just love by itself. Look what it ended up in genocide. So we need to first redirect that to the Talmudic dialectic in order to break those shells first. We have to take off the black garments from that higher bride upstairs. In order to first set that right and dress her in the jewels and finery of Torah according to our tradition. The second level, then we can get undressed and then get to the panemius of the lovemaking. It's an absolutely dazzling move from what the, Torah, the Talmud had told us in terms of Lishma and Shalol Lishma to the Zohar in terms of the Halacha as the Kala to the Arizal in terms of that dark forces that have have taken over the Shekhinah. Meaning, now he's reinterpreting the Gemara in Psachim, Dafnun. Rabbi Yehuda said a person should uh, busy himself with Torah, even if it's Shelol Lishma, meaning that lower level, which is the dressing of the Shekhinah, meaning it's not for her personal inner desire, in order to get to that higher level, that second order, so that's what he's reinterpreting Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is saying, first, start at that lower level, because from coming from that lower level, you will come to the higher level. I, I just think this was a dazzling Torah that takes us across centuries of texts, and teaches us that um, there is the outer shell of Torah that sometimes we get frustrated with because it looks very obsessive and halachic and behavioral. That is just the first step to get to the panemius of the Torah, uh, which is to get to the essence uh, of the lovemaking, which is basically the ruach of Torah, the ruach of the inner Torah, the higher Torah, um, Connection with to self. connect with the Shechina, that is halacha is hakala, that the halacha is not just the behavioral um, rote, but it really is the kala on her outer aspects yes. Torah, um, to self. connect with the Shechina, that is halacha is hakala, that the halacha is not just 
the behavioral um, wrote, but it really is the kala on her outer aspects